clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it. Touchdown. He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown. Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Says a prayer. to the end zone, which is fought for by Tate with Jennings simultaneous. Who has it? Who do they give it to? Welcome back, everybody. It's been a long, long time, especially since, uh, I mean, I guess last time I think we did was draft. Yeah, I was going to say, we did our live feed, but then that was like two days after we released the episode. That's true, sorry, that was a month ago. It's been a month since we've been on air. Yeah, well, you know, we're doing shows and... That's true, we are doing a lot. Starting a job. Still working my job. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Want one. We finally found time for football. Yes, we have. It's a hundred, on the day we're recording, it's a hundred days into the opening of the NFL season. Is it? I thought that was like yesterday. No, I mean, there has been all over SportsCenter today. Oh, well, I mean, I believe you. I yeah. just thought I saw like the NFL meme. Maybe it was like 101 days. Or maybe. maybe it was like, it's been this many days since the Super Bowl and it's like half, I don't know. I, don't know, I feel like I saw that a few days on ago. On SportsCenter this morning, they were talking about 100 days till Packers Bears. All right. September 5th. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we're getting getting closer. Training camp should be opening in the next couple of weeks. Right? No, well, not I training mean, uh, mini camps. Mini camps. Well, I was going to say some off-season programs have there. already begun. And, yeah. And whatnot. So, yeah, you know. Anyway, welcome to good stuff going catch. on. My name's Josh Lapping. I'm Adam Jeffrey Rossi. And we are excited to be back for well, who knows how long this time. Well, we have a lot to talk about. Um, do you have a, re- re- a recall? I don't. I don't either. So I oh, really? Kind of, so you, you're, you're like, re- I have something. No, here's the thing. I, <laughs> I kind of have a recall... But it kind of ties into what we're talking about who won or lost the offseason. Okay. So I don't want to reveal it yet. Okay. Well, then I guess we'll put that on so pause. So we'll put the recall in when we, when we talk about the offseason. Okay. But, uh, uh, before we get into that, is there anything you want to talk about or say? Or Yeah, I'm going to save some. Mine are like question okay. things, so I'll save them for, for my cold reads, I okay. suppose. Cool. The things right. that I wanted well, to talk about. Let's dive right in then. Let's talk about the offseason. A lot has happened and... There's still a lot going on, lot and going uh, on. Yeah. luckily, I feel like formational things from like a team foundation standpoint haven't really been altered that much since the draft, so mm-hmm. it's not like there have been major signings that have right. altered the league or anything. We covered so. most of the major free, uh, free majority of free agency. And free agents who are still out there really seem to still be out there. there are, yeah, you're right. There are some still some free agents out there that can make an impact. Um 
But uh, I've got a couple teams here, and uh, let's talk about who's winning the offseason first, or who has won so far. Who's winning the offseason? I mean, it's always a perpetual award, and you win the offseason, then you think it's going to translate, and it never seems to translate. So sometimes it does, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think obviously, I. You already have like a pre-planned list. I'm just <laughs> going off the cuff. It's only a half day for me. So, uh, I mean, obviously the Cleveland Browns have to be on your list. The Cleveland Browns are on my list, but I do have an a asterisk at the end of this saying that winning the offseason does not ring when you the Oh, absolutely. Season, nor the postseason because as much as I think that they are one of the teams that are winning the offseason, uh, and my other two are like a little bit less conventional, I think – you know, I, I decided to pick two teams that I thought not a lot of people were go, were looking at positively. Yeah. Um, but okay. You have to have the Browns on that list. And, the, you know, it's it's an interesting place to be for Cleveland because, you know, they've had s- such a lack of success for so long. But, you know, when, when a team does so many good things, people are going to jump on that bandwagon, but there are going to be so many contrarians. So it's not as if we're looking at them saying, oh, well, you – you could have done this and didn't, or you should have done this and didn't. They've done all the things that a team needs to do to win. Yeah. They just have to do it now. And it's just a lot of us are saying, let's calm down because just because they made these moves doesn't it doesn't mean it's gonna necessarily correlate directly to win. You know, I'm proud of you saying that because yeah. I feel like you would be the person that's like, Hey, here's the thing they're though, gonna I'm, win. I mean I'm twelve games. I'm and- really excited about the Browns. I'm excited for for Browns fans, you know, we had James on, and he was one of those fans that was like, we're going to the title game. <laughs> he put Baker Mayfield in his top five quarterbacks. So, like, I get that. I get, as a Browns fan, you get that excited. I do. Absolutely. I just, I just I, I, you have to see it. Because that division is not easy. And even though Pittsburgh lost Le'Veon and A.B., they still got a ton of weapons on that offense. They mm-hmm. still, they, they drafted some great guys on defense. We talked about Devin Bush um, training up to get him at 10. That was big. So, I mean... You know, the Ravens are the ones that won the division last year. So, like, there's a ton of teams that are still there in that division that could could battle with them. Absolutely. I I will not crown them. Well, the Cleveland Browns (laughs) are often on this list when it comes around this time of the year. The Cleveland Browns are always a big off-season winner, and it's never translated, which is why I feel like the whole joke about... Uh, if you win the offseason, it doesn't mean anything because more often than not, I mean, for the past decade, they have been one of the yeah. complete bottom-tier teams, and they go and try to make moves, and the people are like, oh, this is really going to work, and yeah. then it doesn't pan out. So this is one of those teams, so we'll see if this is finally the regime and the group of people put it together. And it seems like they, for all intents and purposes, should. Yeah. They have so much talent, and now they're talking uh, Gerald McCoy was just there, yeah, that's and uh, I'm glad that he's <laughs> not uh, signed yet. I find it so fascinatingly unfair in a way that Cleveland still has so much cap room because I think <laughs> how in the world is that possible? I mean, they didn't spend a lot in free agency, and of course they have Odell and his big contract, but that's pretty much the biggest contract on their team. I mean, they have the a... The rest of their guys are younger guys. And that's why at the same know? time when I think... <clears throat> Wow, I'm so jealous. They need, if they're going to put it together, put it together hecka quick. Yeah, because if well. you wait a few years, 
you've you you've outbid yourself. That's you can't. You're and not you going to be like Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield. You're going to want to sign Odell and Jarvis Landry again. Mm-hmm. Think about all their defensive pieces. You have Ward over there. Mm-hmm. You have uh, maybe Olivier Vernon. Maybe on one more contract. Right. Maybe I mean, they're really... thinking so many pieces. They're like, yeah, we have this great puzzle. Right. But if you don't put it together right now, you're gonna be losing those pieces and that, real soon. And that's become sort of what the NFL is now. It's can you win when you have all these players that are young enough that you don't have to pay so much so you can fill out the other holes in your roster? Right. And if you can't, then you fall off. I mean, it's it's happened with so many teams. You yeah, know? Absolutely. It's like I, I think the biggest example for me was was when Seattle went to those two straight Super Bowls and they won the one, and you know they should have won that second one, but they didn't <laughs> at the end. But, you know, they had Russell on his rookie contract, yep. and they had all these other younger players um, that they weren't paying a lot, but it, so that they were able to pay guys like Richard Sherman and, uh, you know, uh, Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. They had all those guys there that they were paying to have that great secondary and that great defense, and the rest of it was on young contracts. And then once they had to pay guys like Russell and all these other players, they were unable to keep the other players. So, I mean... That continues to happen, and, you know, the teams that will continue to win are the teams like New England and and New Orleans, and, you know, those are my top two examples right now because there are teams that are continually reset with younger talent and cheaper talent and have been able to to, to consistently get back there, you know? Yeah, and they have guys that aren't necessarily me-focused, which is great. And, 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 And Brady and Breeze are certainly making a lot of money but not nearly as much money as some of these other teams with quarterbacks. So. Absolutely. I know we talked about it the last time we were on. We talked about the record-setting contracts because we just talked about how Russell Wilson <laughs> set a yeah. record-breaking contract. And now Bobby Wagner, also of the Seattle Seahawks, is coming out and saying he wants to set, he wants to break that record that C.J. Mosley just signed. Yeah. And so, you know, when we get into these competitions, I understand, like, you have an, an ego standpoint and you know that you're worth so much and you are right. valuable but at the same time you you have to know that you're pigeonholing your team a little right. bit and I, or I, toe, I don't know the phrase it off the top of my head it, but. I think you got it but I, I just you're right I in a we're certainly not in that situation we don't know what no. it's like to deal with that kind of money but you know at the same time the, I feel like I'd be like yeah I'll take a two million to do what I love right and so on the outside looking in obviously throw this good at me <laughs> I almost dropped my laptop um on the outside looking in obviously it looks like okay dude Calm down a little bit. You're still making multi millions of dollars, but I digress. Let's. Uh, I hope so. The, the Browns, Browns are going to be uh, interesting if they don't in the next two years. It's going to be a little bit of panic mode. We'll see a little bit. We'll certainly see. I I want to go to one of my two teams that I don't think enough people are talking about. Um, and right now, I really and truly believe the Arizona Cardinals have had an incredible offseason. Okay. And and I wanted to look at this from the standpoint of the Browns were a team. That are in win now mode, and they said, "Let's grab all these players to go now." And while I think the Cardinals are going to compete next year in a way that people don't expect it, they had did, I think they had a really great off, off season in a way that set them up really nice for the future. Interesting, because I love the Kyler Murray draft pick, considering they they hired Cliff Kingsbury yeah. to do that type of offense. So that I love that. I think that's a slam dunk. Uh, two receivers they got in the draft that are that were I'm huge on Hakeem Butler. Love him. I know we both love him and Andy Isabella out of UMass. Uh, if you look up if you look up a highlight reel, of this kid he destroys continually destroyed SEC uh, competition all his years in college. It was 
He's just, I think he's like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but he's super fast. Sticky great, hands. Uh, his sticky hands. He's a great kid. And he got my best, cor- they got my best corner of the draft, Byron Murphy. Um, that was a great pick. They signed Charles Clay, and I know that a lot of people will roll their eyes at that. I just really think that, <laughs> I just really think Your that. Your favorite player. I, you know, and I don't like him that much, but I really think, just think he needed a change of scenery. Um, and I think he just needed to get out of, uh, out of Buffalo. Things weren't great there. He was being overpaid. Uh, eco friendly um, contract with Arizona. Uh, they got Robert Alford, the cornerback from Atlanta, on a three year deal. That was a big deal. Brooks Reed, uh, big linebacker, rushed passer. He's been injured recently, and that's why he hasn't been as big. They made a trade for Marcus Gilbert, the tackle with the Steelers. Yeah. They signed Tremaine Brock, a corner who's had some issues with um, the NFL and their policies, and he's been suspended a lot, but when he's been on the field, He's been pretty darn good. Um, and then they signed uh, two or three um, offensive linemen that were standouts from the AAF. Um, okay. So I think they wasn't really, aware of that. They really, they really sort of filled out this roster in, in areas they really needed help and then just drafted solid production-filled performers. And I I really, really commend what they did. They What I commend the most about Steve Kahn, the general manager, and um, after the hiring of Cliff Kingsbury – they, they sat in a room together and said, this is the roster we're going to build, and this is our plan. And they've stuck to their plan, and they built a team around the type of offense they want to run and the type of defensive scheme they want to run. And I commend that, and I think that they deserve to be giving some more credit than they've been given because – and it's something that I really, really uh, dislike in sports in general, but especially in NFL, is, is fans and analysts who look at teams – who, you know, were in the top ten of the draft or who were at the bottom of the division and be like, oh, no, they're stink. They're, they're gonna, it's just ignore them. But, like, I think that that's unfair. And, you know, nobody's saying Arizona's winning this division or anything this year. Yeah. But I think that you should still look at teams that that are rebuilding and commend them when they're doing good things. And I really want to say that about Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't aware of the signing of the AAF lineman. Yeah. That would be my knock. I was going to say, when you started bringing this up, I think it's a great point. I think they had one of the best drafts. They did have a solid, solid draft. So I think they definitely would be in the winning of that category. See, the thing that still scares me about that team is what I think was a big fault last year is the offensive line. You talked about Gilbert, who I think is a good tackle coming over. Pittsburgh played well when he had the opportunities. He wasn't always a starter, but he was always a fill-in and performed Mm -hmm. very, very well. So now he'll be the guy. We'll see how he responds to yeah. that. And uh, But we'll, we'll see what these AAF linemen can yeah. do because I think that is going to be such a big ticket. And I think that was a big reason why not you, you can't compare Rosen to Murray because they're different players. They but I think are. a big reason why Josh Rosen struggled so much was because of such a porous offensive line. Right. And I think a big reason DJ struggled so much, it's David Johnson, was because right. of the line. You're so right. if you can get that fixed... Oh my gosh! I mean, look and out! I don't think they'll be anywhere near competing for the division, no. but they're going to they're challenge compete. teams yes. a lot more. I don't they're think that I don't games. think that'll translate to wins necessarily, but they are not going to be. Oh, Arizona, yeah, mark that as a W. Exactly, and I, I just I also think another thing about the offensive line, and they they've obviously addressed it in the ways that they thought were good. Sure, but uh, and they had some injuries on that line last year too. The guys are coming back. But another thing about it is I really think that there's a reason they got Kingsbury and Murray is that type of offense is so quick and their pass game is quick that 
they don't really need guys that are going to hold their blocks for five, six seconds. Whereas with with the Josh Rosen, he wants to sit in that pocket and go to his third or fourth read. Sure, but well, you know, Murray's going to be like, "Is that read open? No. Is the other one no? Go. Let's Just run. get out of there. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's a so, great way to alleviate some of that so pressure. So we'll, we'll see what that looks like. But I wanted to give a, a hats off to Murray. I think that's a great pick. I'm going to go a little Homer here and yeah. say. I don't think, again, it's going to translate to wins, but I think the Miami Dolphins have been having they're, a really... They're my honorable mention because I really have... They, I mean, they had a great draft, too. I think they had a great <laughs> draft. I know that when we were on Facebook with our draft night uh, yeah. hooplas and whatnot, I did say that I didn't want them to trade the second-round pick yeah. for, for Josh Rosen. Yeah. So I do like the way they swung it. It was still technically a second-round pick, right. but they traded back with the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. So... I don't like this whole thing. People are like, it's almost a third round pick because it's not. It's still a second round pick. Right. So they did get a second round pick next year in the 2020 draft yeah. from the New Orleans Saints. That's still, I mean, when you think about it, you know, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. But when okay. you really think about it, you know, uh, Josh Rosen's part of this year's draft and the Dolphins drafted him with a late second round pick. And you compare that to the Cardinals who traded up to 10 last year to get him, that's amazing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I do feel like they had a very solid draft in the guys that they picked up. And I, I just really am buying into the philosophy that Flores is is installing. And yeah. I'm excited to see what they do. Mm-hmm. I don't think Josh Rosen is going to be named the starter for no, week one. I don't. don't think I do so. think it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he won't last. They'll, they're going to throw Rosen out there to see what they have. Okay. But I'm... I still believe that this team is still rebuild, and if okay. they want to draft a quarterback and they're in that position, I think they're going to do it. Okay, but if, if you feel like they're still in rebuild, why do you start Fitzpatrick instead of Rosen? If you're in rebuild, wouldn't you think you would go with the, the, the younger guy to see what he has and see if you need to move on? See, I think you know? we, I think we're thinking very... I don't want to say Madden-esque okay. because I think we're talking about like truly building a team okay. where I think Flores is like, we're going to win. Oh, He's going okay. to try to win okay. because I think that's how he is. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Okay. And I think everybody okay. else is, I don't want to say intelligent enough because it's not a knock on his intelligence. Right. It's no. not a knock on his intelligence, but he is fully committed to this team winning. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. Okay. That's fair. And so he's going to put the who he thinks is the best guy, who I think Fitzpatrick at this right moment now. it is okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. I think he is a more well-rounded quarterback at okay. this moment. But that's why they'll lose a couple games. They're going to mm-hmm. put Josh Rosen out there yeah. to see what he can do to see if they do <clears throat> want to go and try to get one of those yeah. other quarterbacks. Okay. Maybe they don't, but I, I do feel like they will. Yeah. But the thing that I love most about it is, like I, I was talking about those draft picks, so they gave up a second, they got a second next year, mm-hmm. and this has all been about the 2020 year for the Miami oh, Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more so than that, they're getting Josh Rosen for a three-year deal for about $3 million a year. Which is great. Which is amazing. Arizona, <laughs> and like, so this is probably the biggest knock I have on Arizona's <laughs> offseason is that they are now paying so much money to quarterbacks, too. They're still paying for Sam Bradford, too, that aren't even on their roster. Yeah. So they're, they are dealing with that. But so Miami really has nothing going, nothing to lose by having Josh Rosen yep. if they draft a Chua or a Justin Herbert, yeah. then they have a, a solid backup That's in true. Josh Rosen. That's so, true. yeah, I'm excited. I, I, like I said, I think this is going to be a, a terrible year for the Miami Dolphins in the win category, okay. but I, I'm excited about just the way they're moving, and okay. I think that's really cool. I love that. Um, I guess it's a kind of nice segue because 
I want to talk about the Bills real quick. Yeah. I have them on my list, and I had them there, and at first I was like, I don't want to be that guy that talks about his team. But I just, I really, really, truly, honestly believe that we had one of the best off seasons. And I'm and and we and I I have said this many times. I've said it to you off air. I've said it to other people. I'm sure I've said it on air before um, <laughs> when we talked about about the free agents that we had. We didn't get any of the A plus free agents. Yeah. But we got a lot of B B plus players, a couple C players that fit exactly the type of players we needed and filled the role, holes that we had, so that we could have a draft like we had where we just were able to have Ed Oliver fall into our lap at nine. Yeah. You know, and, and things like that happen where we just we filled with solid, solid players. You trade up and get a Cody Ford, who is one of the better oh my gosh. in the draft. You know what I mean? So like we were able to just to fill holes and then draft guys who a lot of people believe can become superstars in the NFL. Yeah. And I love that. And, and I there's two things I want to say here is that the the Vegas have the Bills over under wins at six and a half. Okay. So you have to bet the over or the under. I confidently can say we're gonna win more than six games. Alright. I have I have more faith in us winning at least seven games than less than seven games. And I'm gonna tell you this. So Josh Allen was five and six in the eleven games that he started. And one of them was the Texans game and he didn't finish the game. So he was five and five in games that he started and finished. Okay? Okay. Um they lost six times last year to five out of the six AFC playoff teams. So the teams that they were losing to were, and generally, I mean, a couple of those weren't very close, but mo- the majority of them were close games to teams that made the playoffs. Sure. So I think that's important. Um, and then another thing is, uh, talking about the development of Josh Allen, you know, you talk about how the completion percentage and Mel Kuyper has been defending Josh Allen since day one, talking about how the percentage is a false narrative. Because, and he's right. I mean, there are a lot of drop passes. Uh, you know, they're throwing the ball down the field all the time, things like that. But I also just want to talk about Josh Allen's running ability um, and his ability to score when he's on on the feet. So there are only seven players in the NFL last year who had more touchdowns than Josh Allen rushing. That's Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, those are the only players in the NFL to have more rushing touchdowns than okay. Josh Allen. So I just I think that, you know, we have a guy in, in, in Allen who's a very unique ability to to run and score with the football, and he's got this cannon for an arm, and you had a guy like John Brown on the outside to just tear the top off that defense yeah. with Robert Foster. And then you have guys like Zay Jones who continue to develop to work the middle of that field too, and you add Cole Beasley into that mix. Um uh, I just I really love what we did. You know, we addressed the offensive line. We got more depth on defense. So I just, you know, I didn't expect to talk as much as I did just there about them. But I just I really think that we had a really. You've never offense. once talked about the Buffalo Bills and kept it short. That's fair. But again, I just I think that we had a really really solid off season. Yeah, and we mm-hmm. will uh, delve more into that specifically when we talk about specific team breakdowns, and yeah. I'll give yeah. yeah my thoughts. But I think I think again the the draft was knocked out of the park by the Bills. I loved especially their first couple of picks. Yeah. Um. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to teams that disappointed. This one's fun. Do you have uh, any off the top of your head? Teams that disappointed, and maybe this is going to be. Not rock solid, but okay. um, I'm I one of my things that I dislike most about when teams. Let me rephrase how I'm going to say this. I don't like when teams 
free agency obviously happens before the draft, right? Yes. So when a team goes and spends money on a free agent, like a key part or yeah. a player position, okay. and then they draft somebody who is going to obviously overtake what they spent okay. on free agency. Okay. So I'm going to talk about the Detroit Lions. Okay. okay. And I... And obviously, I went on record and I was depressed that they got Hogginson uh, on the night of the draft because I wanted him to fall to Green Bay. Right. So, they got him, and I think he's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal I tight agree. end. I agree. A tight end signing that the Detroit Lions is they signed Jesse James away from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this isn't earth-shattering money talking no. about, and especially in terms of how free agency is happening now. We had C.J. Mosley and Le'Veon Bell who are just making <sighs> enormous amounts of money. Of money. <laughs> but Jesse James got a pretty... Solid phenomenal yeah. contract they had considering pay, they had the production that he's put onto the yeah. field. Yeah, I can't really think of a more famous play from Jesse James than the non-touchdown call. Which, against, would, have been, which would have been a touchdown. With it should today. have been a touchdown. But, <laughs> but when we're talking about a player who you're coming in to potentially be like this guy and like your greatest play is a non-play, there's something going on here. So he's obviously now... I mean, maybe not officially, but he's the number two tight end. And maybe Patricia's trying to establish some sort of great two tight end system, And, and honestly, perhaps? that's where I was going to say, is I think that he comes from that Patriots philosophy where they love their two tight end set with the back and, you know. And I mean, that it's very possible, but I don't see Jesse James, and uh, I mean, it hurts, a... hurts to say, I mean, PSU guy, <laughs> but he's not, a, he's not an great guy in any one category. I mean, he's solid. I think but he's, he's a better blocker than he is catcher. Yes, absolutely, why, but he's not a phenomenal blocker. Show. But you're right, he's not, like, blowing out of the park like a TJ Hawkinson. Yes, <laughs> and he, so he's not Gronk of the past couple of years right. and blocking in that, in that way. Right. So I don't like when teams do that. I just feel like, as a whole, and so that's one thing specifically about Detroit, and I do like the flowers, and I think he comes, yeah. and I mean, Patricia knows how to use him, he knows what kind of guy he's getting, yeah. so that's that's well and done, but I just feel like compared to the rest of the division... Which did great he, things. <laughs> they all did great things, I just feel like they're still okay. going to be on that outside looking okay. in. I didn't so. expect that one, but I that makes sense. Um let me, I will go with my recall one first, because my recall is the okay. Kansas City Chiefs. Because I remember us talking, I don't know if it was during the draft or on our last episode, where I commended them for adding defensive talent. But then you brought a really great point up that since I've sat and molded over and thought about it, I agree with you now. You said that I don't think that the talent they brought in matches or um, eclipses the talent that left yeah. and, and went out. And so, you know... I'm not going to talk a lot about this. I just, you know, I looked at it, and you're right. I think the Chiefs got worse this offseason. Oh, uh, I, absolutely. And and I and I and I, that's this is my recall because I remember saying, I believe it was in our free agency episode where I was really impressed with what the Chiefs did to to attack their defense and and get them more weapons. But you're right. Yeah. When you lose other guys like an Eric Berry and a D Ford, and the and there are more players too that they lost, like that really hurts your team, regardless of the ones you added too. So uh, you're right. I uh, I'm looking at that Chiefs roster, and especially now with the Tyreek Hill situation, and obviously yeah. lost Kareem Hunt last year. It's just they lost a lot of weapons, and and we're gonna talk about them later when we talk about the quarterbacks and and, and things like that. But I just uh, you're right. I I think the Chiefs are on the downslope this year, and unless a guy like 
Um, you know, it's very possible that a guy like Sammy Watkins, who's been so unpredictable his whole career, <laughs> would turn out to finally have that season where he's like, oh, that's Sammy Watkins, and then we forget about Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But I don't see that really happening. So I, that's my recall on the Chiefs is I just I don't like what they've done. Sure. Or what they haven't done. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I'm not so – and, like, again, we'll, we're going to focus on teams more specifically down yeah, the road yeah. before we'll – do our opening stuff and whatnot. I'm not worried about their offense per se. I mean, not we so still much. the jury's still out on what's going to happen to Tyreek. Nothing That's is true. official. That's true. I mean, it's not looking great, but nothing has been said and done yet. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Continue to see how the NFL is going to handle that situation yeah. and whatnot. But I'm not worried about the offense. Not so I much. still feel Pat Mahomes is very, very good. I do think Sammy Watkins has the ability. We still have Travis Kelsey, who now with the retirement of Gronk, I think is. Probably without much debate, the top tight end in the league. Okay. I don't know what your opinion on that. Maybe you disagreed and be like, "Oh yeah," but I think he's with Gronk out. I feel like it's hard to debate very many tight ends being above him. Some people could say Zach Ertz. Yeah, well, yeah, you could make a really great comparison but, between but those I, two. But I do think that you know, in terms of, I think Kelsey beats him is where Kelsey's got run after catch that I don't think Ertz really necessarily has. Ertz does have a mean block though. But but I mean Kelsey. Can be fast. Yeah, when, you're right. You know what I mean. So, but regardless, I, that's not the conversation at <laughs> the moment. But they had, uh, they brought in. I can't even think right now. I'm totally blanking because they brought in they a running back in. who I don't think is oh, going to they? be. They do. They signed somebody that I can't I'm even think of it right I'm now. I'm gonna look it up, but I don't remember. I mean, it's not huge. It it's not, not gonna be that something huge. that's like, oh, like this guy. But I think Unless it's, it's gonna CJ be CJ Anderson or Legarrette Blount. That means they're going like the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened is Blunt. Blunt cut from Detroit. I don't know, but they said, but there was a stat that like since like 2004, the Super Bowl either had LeGarrette Blount or C.J. Anderson in it. Oh, I didn't know that. Like that. 2004. Been, what? Yeah, it's been it hasn't been. No, yeah, those two weren't even in the league then. Uh, Why well, I, I unbookmarked it? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, last year was the first Chris Longless Super Bowl in a while. Regardless, Chiefs signed Carlos. Hyde. Oh, they signed Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Okay. So like, that's not. Huge, but Carlos Hyde yeah. is not a bad running back. No, I mean, he, at one point he was. I mean, I still remember that Monday. The, it was, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Shanahan's first game as they play. I, I think he played the Cardinals, and Hyde had like four, three or four touchdowns in that game. It was like, a, I'm pretty sure it was a Monday night game. It was his first. Three years ago, well, even last year, and then he, he got had injured. one of those. But you're right, like a three I mean, touchdown game. But... He's, he's certainly very talented. And I think if he is a bell cow, he has shown yeah. that he can be. So, yeah. yeah, but it is the defense. I'm very nervous at the yeah. defense. The, the only, that was the point of all that. The only other team I have on this disappointed list is the Texans. What, Tell where, me why. Where was your Where was your help on the O line? I mean, that was that was clearly, very clearly, your biggest issue last year. Yeah, you didn't have problems on your weapons, uh, even though you had a couple injuries. You still you had guys that stepped up and filled roles. Uh, you did not have many problems on the defense either. You know, your quarterback certainly is one of the best in the league. Not many people would argue against that. Yeah. Your biggest problem was that he was sacked an obscene amount of times. Yeah. And I don't know why you didn't attack that as aggressively as you should have. You know, you had the money to sign a center in Mitch Morse away from Buffalo. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had the money to do it if they wanted to, but they let him get signed by us. Then they let all kinds of other guards and tackles just get signed and, and didn't go after. I don't think they signed a single free agent 
linemen. Mm, you know what I mean? I think they might have gotten like one. And I don't, one. I don't, I don't. Off the top of my head, I can't remember any standout draft picks that they got. Well, their first round pick was a lineman. Uh, it was to say they got. You know what I mean? So like, it wasn't like they aggressively attacked a, a, a thing that was obviously their worst area. Well, they didn't attack you know it, I mean? and, and I will say this: I'm gonna kind of go back to maybe like. Winners, it's not even a winner. No. It's of the draft, though. And it's something that I absolutely love. And we saw it last year, and we saw it this year again. Okay. And it's that the Philadelphia Eagles are absolutely cutthroat <laughs> in the draft. <laughs> they moved up two spots to jump the Texans, who they knew needed a lineman, <laughs> to get the lineman that they wanted, who is presumably, for all intents and purposes, probably still the best lineman on the I board. Mean, we were surprised he fell all the way down that board. <laughs> last year they did it with Dallas when they got Dallas Goddard, That's the tight true. end who Dallas wanted. And yeah. so they're becoming just so notorious for jumping up right in front of you to take the guy that you want. <laughs> and as like the GM fan, I think that is so awesome. BA and I love it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I do agree with you. I don't think I, I agree that the offensive line is still by far just the scariest issue moving forward with that team. And maybe there are certain players that we don't know yet, or that, that maybe maybe Bill O'Brien, who's a former O-line coach, right? Uh, but, he is. Maybe he's got guys there that are, he was like, you don't know these guys yet, they're going to be fine. Maybe. But right now, it just doesn't look like they solved their problem at all. I agree. <laughs> and, and I think I've said this to you before, not so long ago, and I feel like you had some hesitancies, but I feel like of coaches on the hot seat, Bill O'Brien's one of the hottest. And it's if certainly he does warmer. not, it's certainly it, getting warmer. I, if he doesn't put it together, then I, he's not the guy. And they and, and but and we talked about it, they were one of the best, if not the best, to end the season. They won nine straight to get into the playoffs, and despite all of the weaknesses. And why did they lose in the playoffs? Because the offensive line could not protect Watson, and then they only slightly made a little bit of a comeback in that game because he was running all over the place and trying to make plays. So that's all you needed to do, and you didn't do it. That doesn't make sense to me. We'll see. I mean, they do still have uh, Brown, right? Dwayne, Dwayne Brown. Maybe I don't is know. That I don't even left know. Left tackle's name. That he came from tackle. Seattle. That is their left tackle. Uh, they have him. They do have the rookie they drafted in the first yeah. round, who I believe it, he is a tackle. He'll probably slide in it right. Yeah. And we'll see what they do with that interior. So we'll see what happens. Because I, I obviously, you know, we're PSU guys, so we're, I, I'm a root for Bill O'Brien. I don't know. I feel like I've kind of my clocks. But I also just, I also just, you know, I, I like, I love Watson. I think Hopkins is the best receiver in the NFL. I'd love, you know, I just, I, I love to see them deep in the playoffs. Yeah. Regardless, uh, that was our off-season recap, sort of. Uh, but let's go into the this quarterback tiers discussion. All right. Uh, I'm sure most of you guys who are present on social media have seen this going around, but not me. Matt Miller, he's a he's a uh, NFL analyst. He tweeted out this, there's this website, it's like tiersomething.com, and you can like... Tiersomething.com, and you can make, check yeah, out. And you can make like, quarter, you can, well it's not quarterback, but you can make like tiers of things and lists and stuff like that, and uh, he tweeted out his, I guess I should go over to his um, account and bring up his tiers too, because that'd be interesting. Yeah, since you didn't want to um, make our own. So he, uh, he tweeted out his tiers of quarterbacks, and... Um, Okay, it's right here. Um, starting quarterback tier, or quarterbacks by tier. And, oh, it's tiermaker.com. And it's going around, everybody is making their quarterback tiers right now. Okay. And so I thought it would be fun for us to do it. 
So let, uh, let me read his list first. How about that? Okay. Okay. His list of tiers. His tier. Well, I'll, are you I'll gonna read the, all thirty-two quarterbacks? I'll tell you the quarterbacks. Yeah, just tell me a couple. All right. Well, okay. So he has elite, really good, good, average, replace ASAP, and then too soon to say. Okay. Um. So his elite co- category is Brady, Luck, Breeze, Mahomes, and Rogers. His really good is Wilson, Rivers, Big Ben, and Watson. So those are his top two. His replaced ASAP would be Flacco, Manning, Winston, Mariota, and Keenan. Um, a lot of younger guys are on the too soon to say. Okay. Um, so that's those are his. And so I thought it'd be fun if we did ours. Okay. Um, now. I realize I cheated. Uh, why? Because I said, let's make five tiers and I made six. Well, here's my thing is that we use different language, but I think we're on the same page. So why don't we just go with your language? Well, like see, I'll mention mine. Okay, but the way you described your yours is still how I categorized them. I just use different verbiage. Okay, you well, I, mean? I did elite. Okay, which is my first one too. Great, good, average, below average, and jury's out. Okay, so see that that's pretty much the same as mine, except my last one is stop playing football. And my second to last one is needs work slash jury still out. Okay. Or, or there's a can't do it in there too. Can't do it. It's just, I put them all, I just put, well, cause we said five. So I just threw like the rest of the quarterbacks <laughs> I had on my list and tried to explain it in a word. Um, but my elite quarterbacks, I have four. How many do you have? I have five. Okay. This is going to be fun. So I have Breeze, Rogers, Brady, and Russell Wilson are my four elite quarterbacks. Interesting. Now. That's very fascinating. I have Breeze, Rogers, Andrew Luck, Pat Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. Okay, so we do, so you have three of mine. So tell me about how what what was going into your mind when you made this list? And so, how did you categorize these? So when I did elite, my mind said if you have this quarterback, no matter what your team looks like, you have a shot. Okay. And as as hard as it was, I did not want to put Tom Brady in the category. But I find it hard to not put the guy who, even though his numbers have not been impressive, and I've been all over him the past two years. Yeah. Somehow, some way, the guy figures it out. Okay. And he just has. You know what I mean? You can't. He's been in the Super Bowl what three years straight now. Yeah. And he's won two of them. You know, like so. I I find it hard to just not put him in that category, and I and I want to not put him in there, but he just somehow, some way, finds a way to do it. And I know that. You know, in some ways, a lot of it is the team that gets built around him. Yeah. But, I mean, how many times have their offensive weapons been questioned and he still figured it out? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that, you fair. know. And we, we have Breeze, Rogers, and Wilson on there together because I just think that those guys are, if, if, if they're playing quarterback, no matter what the rest of the deck they get, hand they get dealt is, they're going to figure out a way to keep them in that football game. You have a chance to win on Sundays if that guy is your quarterback. That's how I did a lead. All right, so right, and this needs to be said about this list because we're not doing like number one, two, three. No, just because I, they're in the, like I don't and, think, and I think it's, it's too not the Breeze too. Rogers. I don't think it's one, two, three. No, no, I no, think no. that's important to talk about when we're doing something like yeah. this. The way that I did this is similar to how what what your thinking was, and but I think it's that when these guys are on the field more often than not, no matter the situation, you have confidence. I like that. I in, like that. And it happens. And we've talked about that a lot before with quarterbacks in terms we, of... We have. So, like, I think about... Uh, like, a, a, I truly believe Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson deserve to be on 
this this tier okay. because without those two players on yeah. their perspective teams, I don't think they're winning six games. Yeah, okay. I fair. think they elevate the players and they account for more production than they should. I I agree, obviously, with Wilson because he's in our category, my the same category. Um, the only reason I don't have Andrew Luck in this tier is because he was injured for so long and he came back and he like answered a lot of questions and 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 led that team this year. But he it's just one year back. Yeah, and I I'm just I'm well I, before that this was a kid and, that took his team also, to the playoffs but, every year. See, and that's all. Oh, that's just I my confidence. If we're talking about your the confidence level. It's down just a little bit because certainly his last performance of the playoffs wasn't that great because they got crushed by Kansas City. I mean, so we'll see. I but I say crushed. But they again, were in it. But again, of. you know, I mean, he's in my next tier. But all right, so next tier, I have great. Okay, well, I, mine says superstar, but I think it's just it means the same thing. <laughs> it means the same thing to me. It's like they're a really great quarterback, but they're not elite. Okay, you know what I mean. All right, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I have Luck and Mahomes because okay. they weren't in my top one, and then I have Matt Ryan, uh, mm. Dak Prescott, Ooh. and Baker Mayfield. Wow, and that's the category. Okay. Um. You 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 say yours first. And then All right, one, so I have I have, I have Tom Brady. Okay. Deshaun Watson. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Philip Rivers. Oh my God. And Baker Mayfield. Oh my God. Oh, I said Rivers, right? No. Yeah, Rivers is in this category for me. Okay. Yeah. Is Deshaun Watson not? Deshaun is not. You just, you, two minutes ago, you're like, you're one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I said arguably. <laughs> you're not going to argue for him. Go ahead. I'm, it's not Go do argue. your thing. No, I just, well, I thought the biggest one you were going to have an, an argument against was that I had Dak Prescott. Well, I disagree, but. Well, okay, so here's. I, you think Dak Prescott is better than Deshaun Watson? Yes. Oh my, no. Yeah, let me, I'm going to bring this up because I, I have stats. Something that I didn't pay attention to, but I saw this and I really wanted to <laughs> talk about it. Where you don't pay it? attention to what? Where is it? Okay. A list of every quarterback in the NFL history with multiple seasons of 20 or more touchdown passes and fewer than 10 interceptions by the age of 25. Dak Prescott. That's it. A list of every quarterback in the NFL in history with consecutive seasons of 20 or more touchdowns and five or more rushing touchdowns. Dak Prescott. That's the list. A list of every NFL quarterback in NFL history with multiple seasons of 20 passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, and fewer than 10 interceptions. Dak Prescott, that's the list. A list of every quarterback in the NFL history with more than 20 games of a 100-plus passer rating through the first three years of their career. Dak Prescott, that's the entire list. And he's also the highest-rated passer since 1994 when tied in the fourth quarter or overtime, a minimum of 50 pass attempts. 150.5. The second is Vinny Testaverde with 109.5. Third is Luck with 108.3. Fourth is Rodgers with 107.7. So the the guy just wins football games and he Sometimes. makes big plays. Sometimes. He doesn't make really huge mistakes. And I don't know why people don't talk about him as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Because he has <laughs> one of the greatest running backs in the NFL, right. Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, are we going to fault somebody that for that? Yeah, because when you <laughs> take Ezekiel Elliott off of the Cowboys, which we did two years ago, okay. which was their non-playoff year with okay. Dak Prescott, they okay. lost like heck. Uh, weren't, weren't they one game out of the playoffs that year? They lost. They were one game out of the playoffs that year. What do you mean lost like heck? Okay, so what? that was like, <laughs> what, what, a 9-7 and seven record? Well, okay, but I'm not... I'm not Russell Wilson's team just missed the playoffs nearly the year, two years ago, 
and they were one game out, and we're not saying they lost like heck. Be- yes, we they did. About, they we're did. talking about they, how they battled and almost they, overcame they, their mistakes. They lo- won two more games than they lost. And they, and they're freak. People freaked out when Russell Wilson had that year because, like, oh my God, he's carrying the team. He doesn't have any help. And he was. And, and so Dak wasn't. Dak led him to nine wins without their running back. Okay. And- all they, these weapons hang they on. Didn't have. Okay, let's talk about this. <laughs> Zeke played those first six games. Okay. How many of those wins came then? I want to look it I up would because like, I, I bet know, it's I more. would like to. Let's I go would, to stack. I, I, okay. Thanks, stack guy. Stack guy's a good dude. All right. So, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. I knew okay. they were nine and seven. Okay. So I still feel strongly about nine and seven teams okay. not being in playoff contention i believe i'm that. not i'm not what do you mean not being in playoff contention like, if, you're, if, I, you, if, if you if you have a shot in the last two weeks to lock down a playoff spot you're in playoff contention i completely am on board with all the fans okay. that so like we talk about divisions yeah. so if you're in a like if you are in the south and you have okay. the saints who let's pretend they go 14 and 2 right and you're 12 and 4 yeah and you don't make it and a nine and seventeen does. I believe that the twelve and fourteen should. I'm on board with that. I believe. Oh, that. you're saying that if you're second in the division and you. Have I'm just group. using that as an. Okay. There are there are examples where okay. nine and seven teams or. So that's like why the, you the asked infamous, what the playoff seating was that year yeah, because okay. Like the infamous like Seattle when they were seven and nine and like they got in the playoffs and other like I just I they, they did they did they beat the Saints that year. Beastquake, um, regardless. But yeah, I mean, you said that he this was isn't as bad as I. Well, like I said, and, there, and like I said, there were a couple. Games, they had a three-game stretch here where they lost at Atlanta, and then against Philly, and, and lost it, and then the Chargers, and those were not very good wins. Those they were pretty bad. Seven points, nine points, six points, but then they went on a three-game win stretch here without without him. They scored thirty-eight, thirty, and twenty. Let's look at those you teams, know, though. Like, I mean, we're talking about the Redskins, the Giants, and okay, the, the Raiders. Maybe I don't consider uh, the saying, Washington of that year I'm to just, have been a threat. Look, I'm just saying. I'm. Not, I'm I, I, <laughs> I just think they. We will see when. That's true. I'm glad you're making this point. When now. Dak Prescott, who's in contract negotiations yeah. right now, Dallas has sent him an offer. He's countered. Okay. We don't know what any of these numbers are. That's true, though. We I don't know what any of these numbers are. <laughs> but right now, they're going so far in with signing this big is his players. Last year, right? Or I no? believe it is his last year on the rookie he wasn't deal. A fir- he, he wasn't a first round pick. He was a fourth with, round pick. Right. So, so they don't have. They can't do an option or anything. So they also have to deal with this with Amari Cooper, and right now they are putting Zeke on a major back burner, and I think that's dangerous. And if he walks, we will see. Well, here's my question: Who's the better running back, Todd Gurley or Zeke Elliott? From a true just just a running back perspective. The, well, I mean, I guess player. you're the offensive weapon, but well, who's the better player? Who? Well, see, that's that's a different question. If we're talking about an offensive okay. player or a running back, who's, they're who's, different. Who's the better player? Todd Gurley. Okay, they 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 just paid Todd Gurley, and we saw like he didn't show up in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I agree, and I so I'm saying that, I pounded on my fist the so entire time saying that was horrible, and you're like, yeah, it's not that big a well, deal. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that does that not prove that the quarterback is more important? And this is coming from the guy who loves running backs and would rather have the star running back than the star quarterback. No, because if Todd, well, no, it doesn't prove it because. They didn't win the Super Bowl because they didn't have okay. their best player. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I just, I just wanted to make that question. Yeah. No, I'm never gonna agree with that. <laughs> I, I, I am the quarterback guy. I agree, but I know when there. So you're is saying, a, so you're saying the day Zeke Elliott doesn't get re-signed by Dallas is the day they stop winning their division. 
or going to playoffs. Yeah, I believe that. Okay. I think teams focus on Dak Prescott differently when Zeke's on the field versus when he's off. Okay. And it's it's going to hurt. I'm not going to say I can totally disagree with that, but I'm also going to say... Especially Regardless, as Ze- especially as Ezekiel Elliott has continued to work on his pass catching ability, I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna say this. Regardless of whether or not that is true, I don't think it's as true as you believe it is. But even if it is, you still have to have a guy who can make the play, and Dak has done it. Yeah, he's done it, and that's why he's good. In my good, category. do we have any more qualms with each other? Because this is our this is right. <laughs> this is our most. We totally diverged in this list right here. Yeah, I don't do really... Do we match on any other quarterback in this? Other than we, Rivers? We said... Rivers. Rivers is the only one we match on. Yeah. I don't remember your list. Because you have, you have you had Luck and Mahomes in Elite, and yeah. I have them in this, but we talked about that. Okay. Um, We both have Rivers, but then I have Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, and Baker Mayfield. Oh, so we have Baker. We're agreeing you do have Baker, Baker in there? Yes. I'm glad you do. I have Baker Because I, I just... I'm really glad that you do, because I thought we might talk, d- defer on that. It's just... He, what what Baker showed me, obviously he had the stats, but Baker showed that he was like, no, I control a football team, I lead a football team, yeah, and I keep us in the game when it needs to. There's be. there was only one game that I can think of where I watched Baker, and I was like, ew, and it was the Texans game. Exactly, it was his by far his worst game as a pro. But yeah. even the games that they didn't win, yeah, I thought he had great command. And even in the nine and six win against, uh, or was it twelve and nine against the Ravens, where they went into overtime, and they yeah. didn't, like. He still threw for like almost three hundred, like three hundred fifty yards or something. And that was very early on. It was really early on. So like he was always keeping that team in games, and that that's why I think he makes that list for me. So I'll tell you why I'm I have Tom Brady here okay. instead of Elite. Yeah. And I've already said it on the show. I think he is the greatest overall football quarterback. Yeah. Of all time. Um, but I don't think that makes means he's elite right now. I don't That's care fair. about any of the past Super Bowl wins. That's We're talking fair. about a quarterback entering this season and what's going on right now. And so I have him there because of all the things that you've continued to point out yeah. last year yeah. and that you've pounded your fist on the table about. And is that he is a just – you're right. The reason they won the Super Bowl is because he's smart. And it's you can't true. take that away from it's him. It's true. But he's nowhere near an athletic – uh, specimen his, where his, his arm is if, certainly if not they, where he used to be. If either. they get down yeah. big and like you figure out like the wins uh, or the losses, Tennessee. If you just rattle Tom Brady, you'll win the game. And the, and, and the, that was it was so hard for me to rank Tom Brady because I am so emotionally invested because I want him to be in the stop playing football category. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I, I I want him to be lower because I've seen the deterioration, but. When a guy just continues to find a way to win, regardless of the stats, it's just so hard for me to not. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and I, I think people are just too hard on Matt Ryan. I, you know, Matt Ryan's not that far removed from being the clear-cut MVP a couple years ago, and they almost won the Super Bowl. Obviously, they ran into Tom Brady and the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Um, so, and he consistently puts up numbers too. And last year, I really believe they would have challenged New Orleans for the division had they not had all those defensive injuries and there I we talked about it a couple weeks ago they're my early pick to win the division this year. All right. So I just I really think that that Matt Ryan's got it done in, in big moments. So that's why he's on that part in my list. Alright, this is my biggest chunk of the list right here. And oh it's is a it really? good category. All right. And I have above average which is basically I feel like the same thing. Okay, yeah. 
So here I have Matt Ryan. Okay. I have Cam Newton. Okay. I have Jared Goff. Okay. Almost this entire draft class. Carson <laughs> Wentz. Dak Prescott. Okay. I have Matt Ryan again. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Carr. Nick Foles. And Jimmy G. Okay. I have Goff and Big Ben. Okay. And then I have Watson, Wentz, Newton, Cousins, and Garoppolo. Oh, Cousins, I left off this list. I would put him there, too. Okay. I think I got confused because I okay. had Matt Ryan twice, and that's why that the math be. works. Her <laughs> um, Cousins is not on my list. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think he would go there, too. I agree. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm surprised you have Derek Carr up this high. I think he's shown that he can be a very in-control quarterback. Okay. And so I wouldn't say he's average because I think when he's okay. on – and I think in years past, I think last year, even last year, he had a pretty good statistical it was, year. It was okay here, yeah. They just didn't put it together. I think yeah. they have some very scary things going on this year with that okay. offense. And I think a big reason I would have considered a few years ago putting yeah. him in the great category, but I think that okay. when he broke his leg, a lot happened. Okay. And so I'm not, I'm not upset or okay. weary, wavering on. I believe okay. he belongs in this group right here of quarterbacks okay all right that's fair i'm glad we, i'm glad you ran cousins too though because i think that we've talked about cousins too being rat on way too oh, much. i agree um but he's he's certainly there you have went to this list too i do one? Okay. we had a lot of the same guys yeah we both have newton on here too jared goff uh, jared goff um i have big ben down a category i just think that We'll really see how much Big Ben has left in the tank this year. I mean, even though even though he still has Juju, who's great, and James Washington, who I have continued to say is going to step up and be big for them. Yeah. And they still have Connor, but you lose Le'Veon and you lose AB. Let's see how good you really are, Big Ben. You know, even though he had a huge year last year, he, you know, he had most of those weapons. So yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I just think he's a little bit lesser of a quarterback than a lot of people say that he is. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any other qualms with the list? Um, no, not necessarily. Uh, the reason I have Matt Ryan here versus okay. where you have That's him good, yeah. is, you're right, I don't think, this is going to sound maybe a little bit odd, okay. I don't think Matt Ryan has aged well in the NFL. Okay. I think he came in and he, when he was first drafted in those first few years when Matty Ice was really Matty Ice, true. people were talking about how he could be the next, the next yeah, he whatever. could be the next number one guy. Yeah. The last few years, and I, I will say this, there's been so much change throughout that organization. Was it like four or five years in a row he's had a different offensive coordinator? And, that, and, and so <laughs> that is a little bit unfair. So the last time he had the same coordinator two years in a row was the second year he had Shanahan, and that was and when they, they went to the Super Bowl and had MVP. that MVP year. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe consistency can move him up to great. Didn't he is my number one. What? Didn't they get a new offensive coordinator this I year? think they did. <laughs> I'm pretty positive that they did. But they, I mean, there a lot of people say that they arguably have the best trio of receivers in the NFL right now. I agree. I think Julio, that's not hard to Ridley, debate. And Sanu. Yeah. People say that. And they did add a tight end weapon, didn't they? Finally, after so I mean, they long. have Austin Hooper who was injured. Oh yeah, I thought they added somebody year. else. They, but they did add somebody else, and Devontae Freeman's coming back healthy. You know that that Stop offense. Stop talking about that. It's my like fantasy <laughs> thing. The offense is loaded, and then they get. Keanu Neal back healthy and De- Deion Jones. Obviously, we're not talking about football. Say, say right now, we're talking we're about the entire team. team. I'm, just, I'm really high on the Falcons this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so we kind of we have more agreement on this. I'm interested about the next list. The average. I have four so you, quarterbacks here. So you have average. I have this listed as can win with health. 
Okay. So this is my, if these guys get overpaid, your team won't win. And ironically, there's a couple guys on this list who were overpaid and they haven't won. Okay. Um, but, so that's my list is that, they, you know, they're they're good quarterbacks, um, but they need help around them to win right now. Okay. I have four names. I, and have, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, I have seven. So this is like your big list. I have my big list of good. Okay. Because I'm going to sound like a major uh, NFC North homer here because I have two rival quarterbacks for okay. the Packers. I have Andy Dalton on this list, okay. Mitch Trubisky, okay. Matt Stafford, and okay. Joe Flacco. I have th- So three of those are on my list. I have Stafford, Dalton, and Trubisky. Okay. Those are, and then I have Darnold, Allen, Kyler Murray, and Nick Foles. Oh. That's my can win with help list. And I, listen, you know how much I love Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles is going to. My thing about Nick this, Foles is either going to catapult to elite or my, he's going to go down to. It's out. true, though, but my, it, it, my thing about Nick Foles is that even though he, he went on two great runs and obviously it fell short last year, the Eagles team is stacked. They have a lot of good players on. I mean, their defensive line is one of the best in the NFL the last couple of years. It doesn't affect your quarterback. Um, and well, no, but that's what I'm saying is that like they are winning those games and they have all this team that's stacked. So he can win when he has all the help. And then you still have you know guys like Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar came on and we just said Zach Ertz is arguably the best tight end in the NFL. So you know, you have weapons like that. It, it's gonna be very interesting, <laughs> very interesting to see I'm excited. how he works with that Jacksonville team. Very excited. So that's why I'm in there. Yeah. I, I I have Ellen Darnold on here because like I said, I, I yeah, that part of that is just the homer in me. I just That's fair. Here's the other, that's, but here's the other if thing. If you would have been like, Great, Josh Allen, I'd be but, like, Hang on, that's about no, the No, but no, but and here's the other thing about this is that I I I look at it from this standpoint. Yeah, it's a little bit of the homer in me, but also I don't think you. But also, I have seen Josh Allen every throw in the NFL like four or five times over. So if anything, I am more of an authority than most people to speak on it because I've seen it more times than most people. But regardless, I also have Darnold on this list because in the last like six or seven weeks of the NFL last year, statistically, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. So you know, both those guys can certainly move up. and then I have Kyler Murray on here because I just see him in that offensive system with with Arizona. I feel like this makes your last category make no sense. Why? Because <laughs> you're like, I don't know. And you're putting a player that's never played a snap. I know. And I and, and I mean, obviously, you know. I feel like he definitely He's a rookie. Be he's going to be a starting. Know. Obviously, he's a rookie. And there are a couple rookies that are going to be starting quarterbacks. So there's a couple rookies that are going to be on this list. But, uh, yeah. I mean, actually, he's the only rookie on this list because he's the only rookie that I have projected starting week one. Oh, um, but uh, yeah. Who do you, do you think Haskins is going to start week one? I think he'll start over Keenum. Yeah, no, I think Keenum will start. But regardless, um, yeah, because Keenum is Keenum on my list. Let's make a bet. Keenum, on your, oh yeah, he's on my list. Uh, what is he the quit football right now? <laughs> That's the only other category you have. Uh-huh, have and then you're like, categories. I don't know. Jury's out. I have two more categories. Oh, I have two, which is bad, and then I don't know. I have my next category is needs work slash can't do it or slash jury's out. <laughs> there's really only three guys on this list that are actually there's four guys on the list that are jury's out, and then there's uh, one. All right, well, we're moving on. We'll find out. My next we get list there. is that which would be what, what did you list it as? I have below average. Okay, at mine is Mariota, Derek Carr, uh, Lamar Jackson, 
Joe Flacco, Eli Manning, Josh Rosen, and Case Keenum. Oh my god. I'm shocked. Because now I have no idea who is in your quit football. You don't? No. It's Jameis Winston. Oh my god, I don't even have him. How did I make this list? Do I have 32 players? You put Matt Ryan. So I counted it three times to make sure I had 32 different names. I thought Eli Manning was your quit football. No, no, no. no. I, you've he's, said that. He's on you've, my... you've said you don't like Jameis, but you've said numerous times that you want Eli to quit football Eli, more Eli, than you have Winston. Eli's under my can't do it. The quit football is more of a joke. <laughs> the quit football, stop playing football is more of a joke. I would put Jameis in, in my that, average category. Because he'd be in that. But I, I would see, put him with my Andy Daltons. And... My... <laughs> Taking out his obvious off-the-field issues that I think are unforgivable, considering that he's done it three or four times. It'd be one thing if he made one or one mistake. You know what I mean? He's done it three or four times. Taking that away, the guy consistently threw interceptions in college. He consistently threw interceptions and had fumbles in the pros. At some point, you just are what you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. At some point, you just are, are who you are. He's a turnover machine. I don't think you can win with Jameis Winston. We'll see what happens. Because Bruce Arians is the quarterback guru, so we'll see what happens. But that's why he's on my stop playing football. But I have Derek Carr down here because the only year that I really saw, and yeah, he had an okay year last year, but the only year that I really saw Derek Carr as like, oh my god, he's a great quarterback, was that year that they went twelve and four, and they had all kinds of weapons on that team. All so, kinds of weapons. Yeah, he never had a bona fide number one. Amari Cooper was a bona fide number one. Okay, on that, that year, team. you're right. He was. I'm, so I'm just saying that like. He had a ton of weapons that year, and then when I would they say lost, like maybe two. When they lost guys in the last couple of years, he hasn't been able to offset it, and that's why I just think he's he's this. That's a that's he's a needs work slash jury's out. You know what I mean? Okay. He needs to get better, that's and fine. I I don't want to say definitively what he is yet, but that's why he's there. And I really wanted to have Mariota up a category, but you know he hasn't really proven that he should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? As much as I want it to be, and as much as I love Lamar Jackson in terms of his passing, he does need to to work on that. So, um, and I have Josh Rosen here because he's project. I'm projecting him as the starter, but I'm sure you probably have Fitzpatrick on I here because you project him as the starter. I do. So my below average is Ryan Fitzpatrick, Eli Manning, and Marcus Mariota. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Then I have my juries out, and it's all guys you've already talked about. Yeah. So I have jo- I have all the rookies. I oh, okay. other than Baker, I have Josh Allen, okay. Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Then I have the two rookies this year, Murray Dwayne Haskins and, Haskins and Murray. Okay. And the reason, so I think all of these players were not, let's take out the rookies, yeah. the true rookies this year. Okay. I think all of these guys need to be on this list because Josh Allen, I think, had, for all intents and purposes, a great year. Yeah. But I think teams are going to play him a lot differently this year. Yeah. A lot of the times when Allen made magic was with his feet, it's other true. than when he, the offensive line, which has been addressed, mm-hmm. gave him the time to launch those huge bombs, yeah. which was beautiful. Which he did in Miami, the game we saw. <laughs> yeah, well, he did. But... We'll see how teams are all, adjust to all of these different quarterbacks uh-huh. now. We had time to allow a team to adjust to Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, and that's okay. when uh, L.A. did a pretty good job of yeah. defending him. Sam Darnold, you talked about how they didn't win games, but mm-hmm. at the end of the year he, he started coming on. Yeah. But even more important, he has a completely new coaching staff it's now. True. So we have Adam Gesu is supposed to be the offensive-minded guy. You added a player like Le'Veon Bell. You did add uh, another wide receiver who I can't think of right now. And then you did start... Adam Humphreys? Yes, he yeah. did. So he, he should be a nice little yeah. protection safety blanket. I only in know the, that because that was the slot the, receiver I wanted. In the role of your Cole Beasley. 
And uh, so we talked about Philly uh, being like defensive mind. You added some defensive pieces, maybe yeah. solidify. Yeah. You have at least one star on each level yeah. of, of the defense, which is great. Lamar Jackson, I just have no idea. I said it last year. I'm nervous about him because he's going to have to pass the football. He cannot run the way he did. Yeah. He won't last. Okay. And then we'll see. I do have Dwayne Haskins starting I, uh, over Keenum, and yeah, and I have Ke- we 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 have the Washington starting quarterback on this same level, basically. Okay. Um, but I did. I have a a couple of stats here for Mayfield, Allen, and Darnold because we both have Allen and Darnold on the same list. It's just a different tier. Okay. Um, but I wanted to point this out because we both have Mayfield in the same you know very good or great quarterback tier. Yeah. Um, Jackson isn't on this list because the. The stats are a lot worse, but the wins are a lot better, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But, okay, Mayfield win-loss is 6-7, and seven, 12 yards per completion, 63.8 um, long completion in terms of like his longest completion air yards. So it went 63.8 yards. Uh, 275.5 total yards per game, 55.7 QBR, four game-winning drives. Josh Allen was 5-6. and six. Uh, 12.3 yards per completion, 63.9 long completion air yards, uh, 225 total yards per game, 52.3 QBR, three game-winning drives. Sam Darnold, 4.9, 12 yards per completion, 54.1 long completion air yards, 231 yards per game, 47.9 QBR, one game-winning drive. So all three of them are pretty close in terms of these stats. You know, obviously... Uh, I can't believe through. these numbers are so close. The numbers it's, of the long completion. It's, that's fascinating. And I feel like it's Allen has been a lot more. It's fascinating. Well, actually, Josh Allen's longest completion was in week two. And it was, or in terms of air yardage. Yeah. Because it's not obviously, I mean, obviously. Right, it's not how far it went because it, a wide receiver can catch it. Exactly. Because Robert yards. Foster had a couple, like, 75, 80 yard touchdowns, but True. didn't go that far. But it was in week two against the Chargers, and he rolled out and threw it down the field to Zay Jones. And Zay Jones went down as soon as he caught it, but it was 63 yards. Okay. But uh, wins, losses aren't that far apart for all three of them. It's 6, 5, and 4, respectively. Yards per completion are almost exactly the same. And their QBRs hover around between uh, Darnold's is the low with 47, uh, Mayfield is the high with 55, and Allen's right there in the middle with 52, 53. So, you know... People, and the thing is, people talk about all three of those quarterbacks in such different lights. And yeah. I wanted to point that out because we both have Alan Darnold in the same category. We both have Mayfield way up. We do. So I wanted to point out that I that they three of them had, you know, obviously Mayfield had a lot more touchdowns and was in a lot more games, but they weren't that far off in terms of statistically speaking. Right, and I think we both talked about it. The reason I have him there, and I you agree with it, I think mm-hmm. you echoed a similar thought was because of the leadership I saw on the field. It's something I really didn't see too much of from Darnold. I didn't honestly watch too much Buffalo, but I didn't see it in the same light that I saw it from Baker, from Josh Allen. Not to say he can't. He's certainly not as uh, loquacious as Baker Mayfield is. Well, that's the vocab word for the day. But nobody really is as loquacious as Baker Mayfield. So... Well, there we go. Well, that's fun. That was fun. I left like three quarterbacks off my list accidentally. Yeah, you forgot Cousins, Winston, and someone else. That was it, I think. I had Matt Ryan twice. Matt Ryan twice. (laughs) Is that good? All right. uh, So I have listed here some early bull predictions, but if you don't have any, we can skip that. I mean, like, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I have 
four bold predictions. Oh my god, four. Jim yep. Crow. Four. And I wanted to make them early so that you can either laugh at me or call me a genius. All right. Year. All right. My first one is that the Cardinals are going to win eight games. Mm, okay. I Arizona, disagree. Arizona has a last place schedule. I talked about them having win the offseason. Um, I think that David Johnson is going to be David Johnson again. Yeah. In that offense. My second is that I'm going to tell you which two they are, but two out of the final four teams are going to miss the playoffs this year. Two, like two teams that made it to the final four last year, is that what you're mm-hmm. saying? Okay. The two teams are Kansas City is going to miss the playoffs, and the Rams are going to miss the playoffs. Wow. That's, I, both we those, said something similar to that last year, and we ate it. Both, both of those teams are going to miss the playoffs this year. Okay. And my last, or I have... A non-quarterback is going to win MVP this year. Ah, so you're not telling us who it is. I, I, I'll give you a couple names. I think. Okay. Um, I I I think Aaron Donald gets back in that conversation again. Okay. Um, and then I I don't think, think if he's done it by now, he won't do it. That's fair. That's fair. But I also think a running back could really make a push this year. Uh, I'm looking at maybe a David Johnson like carrying that team to eight wins. People look at that and think, "Oh my God, that's incredible." Okay. Or maybe uh, I really think that I, I really think that Alvin Kamara is going to have an incredible year. Yeah. It, I, I honestly, we, you know, Mark Ingram's not there. I know people are worried about that, and we talked about that a little bit. But I really think Alvin Kamara is going to explode this year. Um, so you know, and I I wouldn't rule out you know I wouldn't rule out a Julio Jones. Coming, coming in there and, and having just like a 2,000 yard receiving season or something like that. Well, thanks for taking my bold prediction. Is that yours? I was going to say that Julio Jones is going to lead comfortably <laughs> I, I, the league I, in receiving I yards. Wouldn't, I wouldn't rule that out happening. So, And my other one is, I, I've already said similar things to this, um, but the, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be better than they were last year. In terms of record or just in general? All of the above. We're t- okay. All okay. the above. Okay. I... And I, I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm going to save it for when we do our little our, breakdown our little, things. Okay, but okay. I'm very confident in that. All right. Well, I don't totally disagree, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Cold yeah. reads. Cold reads. So my first cold read for you, and I kind of like, at first I was like, God, we talked about this. I'm kind of glad we talked about it already. But my first question was, the show together. which team is doing better on their rebuild so far, Arizona or Miami? Well, it all depends, I think, on how you're defining it, I think, in a little okay. bit. Because if we're talking about successes in this year, oh, I think it's absolutely Arizona. Arizona. I think Arizona's going to be the better football team. And the, and the jury's out a little bit. Because yeah. we have to see what Miami does with all the assets that they've been gathering okay. for this rebuild to happen. That's fair. Which I think is very important. There's too much unknown. There's today. a lot of unknowns. Because Miami has things to do... They can really go any which way. They have yeah. so much draft capital now they in the do. 2020 draft that even if they don't land don't like the top three <laughs> pick, they could trade up. They can move up to right. get somebody if they so desperately feel the need to. Yeah. Where I think, we, I said it already, I think Arizona just knocked it out of the park with their draft. You talked about those wide receivers. You still have Larry, who's going to be consistent, yep. and you do have DJ. So you have your, your new head coach, which is going to install this, hopefully – exciting offense to match those players and their skill sets. Yeah. So okay. I will, no, that's a completely different topic. So, yeah. So I don't really feel like I answered that very well, but if it's we're, right. if it's in the means of this year, then Arizona okay. and 
next year it could be completely solidified as Arizona if yeah. Miami doesn't do good things with what they're building towards. Okay. So. Uh, second question. Who is more likely to win a Super Bowl before the end of their career? Drew Brees or Phillip Rivers? Well, Drew Brees has, has won a Super Bowl. I meant like... <laughs> I, no, I meant like the, the, win another Super before, Bowl? This says before the end of their career. So who's going to win a Super Bowl before the end of their career? I know that Brees already has one, but who's more likely to, from now to the end of their career, get one? Who is more likely? Yeah. Because both of them have some of the best rosters in the NFL right now. Yeah. I will say I do think it is Phillip Rivers. Okay, okay. Because I do feel like Phillip Rivers has a little more time. My okay. my cheat answer is saying I think it's possible both do. Oh, okay. I think it's possible both do. But well, if we know, have that, to... That's not a cheat answer. That's a cool answer. If, if, we, if I pick one, it is Phillip because of a few reasons. The first, like I just said, he does have a little more time, okay. I believe. Okay. I mean, Drew Brees is still continuing know. to sling yeah. it, and you never do know. Maybe a freak injury hopefully never happens, but... I do feel you did talk about the rosters. I still feel like LA's roster is more rounded out. Okay. And the thing is, the AFC is just easier. Especially is it, is it though? Yes, it okay. is. Because okay. if eventually eventually <laughs> the Pats have to end. But if you look at the teams that make it consistently, okay. the AFC is more similar. And where the NFC is always just going to be completely different. There's always new That's people fair. popping up. And, and you can see that with the representation of the Super Bowl teams. Yeah. The past handful of years, I can't think in the AFC when it wasn't the Pats, Steelers, or back when Peyton was there, the Colts. Yeah. Who was, the? I guess, the Ravens that year? The Ravens, the Broncos went when Peyton was there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that was an AFC team. But... So, okay, so this big, then we're talking about Peyton Manning. So he got there with the Colts, and then he well, brought... I guess my question is you're saying that... You said that you think it's more likely to be Rivers, but now you're talking about how no other team has gotten the Super Bowl, so would that make it more difficult? Right, so, but eventually, if if you do... If you're able to just knock down the Pats, okay. for all intents and purposes, okay. let's just say that is the thing. Okay. You're able to do that. Where, who knows who it's going to be it, with the Saints. It could, it could be... It could be the Cowboys. It could be the Seahawks. It could be the Rams again. It okay. could be any of those teams. You're talking about yeah. how you think Atlanta's going to win the division. I do. And so you're talking about how you don't even think the KC will make it. So that puts LA probably there. And so I do think LA wins. I just think logistically speaking, it makes the most sense. Okay. Uh, what I want to see is what we talked about last year and just have the Super Bowl between the two and then that'll just be the that, I mean, showdown for the ages. Well, that was my Super Bowl pick, wasn't it, last it was? year? You know what I mean? So, um, Well, after, it was originally. Didn't you say the Packers? But I did, I did originally, but early on in the season I swapped. Yes, so. Um, I know at the end that was what it was. Uh, okay, two more. One, is this Tom Brady's final year in the NFL? I think that, you know, it, that's impossible to answer anymore. <laughs> you know, I think people have been answering that yes, maybe for the last handful of years. You can look at it any which way. I think if Tom performs poorly, then even you can't even use hypotheticals like that because there's a part of me that would say, he'd be like, you're right. I've had a great career. I need to step away before like I tank out. And there's a part of me that thinks he'd be like, you know what? I need to come and prove that I'm not that guy and I can do better. Maybe if they win another Super Bowl, he'd be like, you know what? I can ride out on that high. But then he's going to be like, well, you know what? I'm going to go win another my, one. My answer is very strongly no. Okay. Tom, I mean, I, I lean Brady, towards no. I, lean, I agree. I lean Tom Brady's always no, been that guy. There's parts of me that just want there to be the storybook ending. I agree. But Tom Brady's always been that guy who sets goals 
and gets to them. I mean, what is the he goal? He set though? his goal. He set his goal at forty five, and he gets to him. And I think he he does that because he's then he's probably gonna say like he wants to play till he's fifty. Yeah, well, we'll see. My last question is. Who wins the NFC East? This year? Who wins the NFC East? I think this so, is one of the toughest divisions to pick. We're talking about uh, like Philly, right? I'm completely yeah. blank. Uh, I'm Philly, still Dallas. I'm still picking Dallas. Okay. I picked the Dallas before. Okay. I think you disagreed with me. Yeah, because I jumped in and said, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe okay. in Dallas. Okay. I love the weapons that they have offensively, and I just, I love their defense. Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. I think he is a good quarterback. <laughs> That's where he was, was a good quarterback. Um, okay. That's all I have. That's all I have. <laughs> all right. So I've been fascinated about this story ever okay. since it came out, and obviously we haven't been on for so long. So... And he's kind of retracted some comments or made amendments, but ever since Odell went to the Browns, he yeah. made that famous quote where he's like, I want the Browns to become the new Patriots. Okay. And so, but then there was the whole thing about how he didn't show up to OTAs and, and, and Actually, whatnot. I think the story was he showed up day one and then they didn't show up the rest of the oh, days. Oh, okay. Well, I know he, he wasn't there from what I read. So I'm maybe he showed up at the beginning. So um, So is the addition, is Odell putting extra pressure on an already pressure-filled season by saying comments like this? I already think that there's so much pressure being put on them by national media and fans that it doesn't matter what he says. Oh, honestly, I feel like that makes it worse. Honestly, honestly, though, because, you know, they're putting pressure on them because Miles Garrett, Baker Mayfield, and OBJ had that press conference after that trade, and all three of them said, we're coming, we're here. You know what I mean? And everybody's saying that they are. So regardless of whether or not obj says it or retracts his comments or says it more they're gonna have the same amount of pressure as they have because everybody in the national media is saying that i mean uh lewis riddick literally last friday on nfl live was like they're gonna go they're gonna host the nfc the afc title game so like there are guys that are like very smart nfl minds saying uh, putting all these expectations on them and I think they're going to fall short because it's just too much. Yeah. But we have And now fall short does not necessarily mean they like I think that they probably make the playoffs. Okay. But you know, I don't think see them making a run at all and no, I don't think that a, a comment by a, a player who's known for for being very quotable puts extra pressure on them. Okay. Personally. All right. Uh, I had another one but I forgot throughout the course of the episode, so <laughs> I have some five-second questions. All right. I'm ready. Who throws more touchdowns this season? Uh, see, this one is a little bit less because of what you said earlier. Uh, who throws more touchdowns, Rosen or Allen? Oh, well, I think Josh Allen. I was going to say it changes because you said Fitz is going to start. So. Yeah. Um, more touchdowns. This is touchdowns. Could be doesn't matter what they are. Okay. Uh, Melvin Gordon or Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley. Over, under on wins for the Patriots is 11. Over or under? Under. I agree. Will I beat you in fantasy football this season? No. Ah! <laughs> that was a one-second question. <laughs> all right, well, that's all I have on the schedule. Do you have anything? All right. Uh, no, I don't have anything else uh, football-related. Okay. So okay. Uh, you brought up this joke, so we're going to do it. Oh, really? We still have 14 minutes. I don't think we're going to do it for 14 minutes, okay. but we're going to go back into our... Uh, <laughs> Our love line esque okay. uh, conversation. Catch love line edition. Yes. So we had a, a topic that uh, you brought up. Well, now that's embarrassing because you're the one who brought it up. We were talking about. Let's just pull up. Let's pull it up. Let's go to our love stack guy. 
Oh, yeah. All right, so Love Line Guy failed us. <laughs> Didn't come up with anything. So we're going to put the sound effect that's like... Wah, 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 wah. Maybe. Uh, we'll see what I come up with sound effects. So if this is your first time listening to a simultaneous catch episode, or you missed the episode where we did this before, one... Don't roll your eyes at this. I'm just explaining to people who might be new. Yeah, but you're... Well, regardless, like Josh and I unofficial. like to talk about love a lot. We... <laughs> We do it a lot, but there it's used, the off season. There used to be this radio show. I think it's still on. We think it's still on on weeknights at like ten or something. But <laughs> it's called Love Line. People call in and they talk about their problems and love. And we jokingly said once we should do it on an episode, and we did it at the end of an episode. And it was we great. talked about love, and it was actually pretty good. Um, I got we got some nice feedback on it. A couple of people did so we really? Yeah, a couple of my friends were like, so, yeah. "Hey, that's that was kind of cool." See, so, so, so we, we said we do it again because. I'm kind of was kind of going through some things with girls recently. Um, so yeah, here we are. So That's, let's let's talk, talk about, about long distance relationships. Yeah, let's talk about long distance relationships because that was what my last relationship was. Right, and that well, I feel like I shouldn't speak for you. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to I'm going to say like that you're relationship. The one, you're the one who said you this, like people speaking for you. Cause well, like, I do. I so do. I, wanna, I personally so enjoy I that. The, I want to be in this situation. All right. Well, for <laughs> you, that relationship. Has it, it has ended yeah. for all intents and purposes. Yes. Which, as you're speaking as your best friend now, yeah. I think was the right thing at this particular moment. Yeah. I think having that, I don't want to say stressor because yeah. it's it's it shouldn't be looked at that way. I don't think relationships should, and if they are, then that's definitely a sign of let's end it. Yeah. But I think you're in a very important time of growth right now, mm-hmm. and I think this will help continue that. So, but now we're talking very specifically about you, and I don't necessarily want to talk about, like, this is Adam's love story problem thing. I think we have similar viewpoints when it comes to long-distance relationships, maybe a little wiggle room in in and out, but tell me what your philosophy on, on these are. I've consistently said long-distance relationships only work if the end goal is that you end up in the same place. Okay. This means long-distance relationships work in terms of you know, my significant other hasn't graduated college yet or um, is going to college somewhere else, but eventually they're going to come back or we're going to meet somewhere. Yeah. Or they're having an internship somewhere, but then they'll be back. Or we're moving somewhere together eventually, but we just don't have the money yet. Or they're in the military or the service. Sure. You know what I mean? Okay. Things like that where, you know, they're not permanently in one spot and you're not permanently in one spot. You you're both have decided that, eventually you're going to make that move together somewhere. So let That's me, the only way it works. Let me ask you this question. Does the time spent prior to that influence that answer? So like we talk about, so is it possible to start clean slate relationship long distance? I guess it depends on what you define as clean slate. I mean, you have never been romantic. Maybe you're friends. You know what I mean? We can we can we can use the example of friends. I know, but I, I think it matters if you've been friends. Sure. You know well, I, mean? I think if like, like you're if you meeting the, a stranger, like, then that's like if you know the person and you've been friends, and and if it's not that far away, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's possible. It it really, I honestly, like I said, I do think, and I strongly feel what I said first about it. Only, yeah, it only works. That makes a lot of sense. Another place, but I'm a little bit less strong on the. Uh, on other scenarios, because <laughs> I'm trying to not to get too specific about my situation. 
I just think that I think it really depends on the people and the situation because I do think it's one of those things we talked about it last time that love is such a case by case basis. Absolutely. But especially when you get about longest relationships, it's a very case by case basis. Because I had friends in college who um, were in long distance relationships. Some of them that just totally got destroyed, and some of them, like one of my friends, is now living in New York with their fiance because they yeah. got engaged. Absolutely. When they moved in together, so it, it certainly can work and does work. But it also certainly can can blow up and does blow up. So uh, yeah, been I, there, done that. <laughs> so I do think that having a foundation helps, but I don't think that if you don't have it, that that's sort of a, a killer. I don't. I wouldn't say you killer. Know? I would say a very large um, deterrent. I will say a deterrent. It doesn't make it impossible, but yeah. it makes it so much more difficult it because I feel difficult. like it's so so difficult to establish and build these very important yeah. first levels uh if like we're thinking of like a wall or something yeah, absolutely. those those layers it can be, just be if so hard that much time together. and not only that though but i mean because you can obviously communicate you can the call, you can, you can call and it's made technology's made it so easy to do that but it's also so different to have a relationship with a phone than a person yeah. and I, I've been in that that boat too yeah. where I've, I've been in situations with people who I've really cared about but I haven't been there to like be on the very formational levels and eventually I'm like well this just isn't the same and it, and it just it eventually eats at me yeah I will say this I think that especially at the start of a young relationship Long distance relationships are certainly built for the people who already have a foundation. Yes, and I think an important thing it can about help it, a lot. I think an important thing about that though is because that gave them a chance to have that honeymoon phase where you're hanging out all the time and you're sharing all these new things for the first time and you're having all of these firsts. Yeah, and it's certainly harder to do that, that from wonderful. a long from a long distance. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's almost as if if you start a relationship. At long distance, it's almost as if you're starting in the middle of the relationship, and you skip that point where it was like, "Hey, I just got out of work. Let's go. Let's go hang out right now." Right. Or, or you know, I'm gonna come pick you up for for lunch today, or uh, spend over the night for the first time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you skip all those new relationship exciting firsts and things where you're really like you're just crazy and you want to see them every single day. Yeah. Not that. Not that that just randomly goes away in the middle of a relationship, but a relationship does mature in a way that right. it becomes that. So I, I do think that that is a detriment to the relationship if you're starting at that distance because you have to make like a plan for somebody to go somewhere to meet you somewhere. You so I'll, I'll, I want to ask you this question now because you talked about like all those exciting honeymoon things, yeah. and I you you mentioned like the spend the night together for the first time. I think in a way, possibly, like, the long distance might make that more exciting, because, like, you plan it, and you're like, okay, this is gonna be it. Right. So, but I think about, like, all the other things, like, learning, and, like, when you go to play putt-putt, and, like, you're just talking, you're like, hey, like, I hate this ice cream, and they're like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, are you, do you feel, I don't, I'll say pressure for lack of better words, but that's not the word I want to use, but right. just to paint this picture. Right. Do you feel a pressure to get that out via the telecommunication, or do you kind of, like, hold back so you can share that in person like that i think that's, that's interesting question. and i don't i don't know what i do that's a very very good question and i wouldn't know what my answer would be either i 
because I've certainly done it both ways. Yeah. But a point we'll bring up is I feel like I've done it more the latter than the former recently, and maybe that's why my relationships haven't always worked. Okay, so you recently. hold back a little bit more recently. Is that not what even you that. Said? Not even that. Not. I don't think it's a conscious thing. I think that I haven't been able to have those conversations in person for my last few relationships as much, um, barring maybe one of one of them. But a lot of them, a lot of the communication happened through texting and, and things like that. So I never, also I'm, I've always been that person who needed to be friends with somebody. Yeah. I don't think I've ever dated somebody who I wasn't friends with first. Well, I feel like that's the more healthy way to go. Personally. You know what I mean? Like I, it, I, I've never, I'm trying to think of, no, I've, no, I've never ever started dating somebody that just, you know what I mean? It's never like been, you met and like, it, it like wasn't like, that, hey, you want to go out? No, no, not even like that. They're like, hey, you want to go out sometime? Or, hey, you want to grab lunch? Or like a first date that's like not a pressure. I'm right. not saying it has I to think, be like a, well, that's, but like that's I've never started dating. Yeah, I've never started dating You've somebody. never walked into a bar as like, hey, let's go. And like that becomes your girlfriend right there. Well, I'm not even talking about that though. What are you talking about then? That's like, the, like, like you're I'm saying, you're about, saying somebody becomes your girlfriend right away. Like I'm talking about like the cliche thing where like a man and a woman meet and they're like, that's it. Like I've also been like, you're gonna become well, my friend. And I'm then, not even talking about that. I'm literally talking about say, um, maybe we have had different paths. Say it was, say it was. Uh, uh, I'm going to, like, you meet somebody in class, or you, or it's the first day of a rehearsal for something, or or, or your first day at work, and you meet somebody. Um, and you get their phone number, and then whether it's over text or in person, you say, hey, you want to grab coffee in a couple of days or next week or something like that. And then you have that, and then it leads into another date, and then another date, and then another date, and then eventually you're dating. You weren't friends first, you were dating. Like, you weren't boyfriend and girlfriend, but you went on dates to get to know each other and then became, like, I've never even had I, that. I think we're assuming similar things. Well, no, you said, least, you said, oh, and like that, they're your girlfriend. Well, that's, even... I consider, like, when you've been, if you go on a date and you go on a date and you go on a date, you're boyfriend and girlfriend without uh, saying you're boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, at some point, yes, but also no, because we're, like, like, you should be able to go on dates with different people. Like, I should be able to go on a date with somebody tonight and then a different person tomorrow because, well, I'm, I agree with because I'm trying to figure out who I want to be with. You know what I, I mean? I agree. Obviously, that's another conversation of what level of dating hits the, okay, now we're serious thing. But I'm saying that it's never been that way for me. I've always been friends with somebody first, very platonic. Now, maybe there was an attraction, but there was something that changed that was like, oh, I like this person now. Okay. Me so, too. So, yeah. So, I guess it's different. It, it's different. In that aspect, because if you're friends with first and first, you do have a foundation, maybe just not romantically. Fascinating stuff. All right. Kind of sad now. Oh, that's not the point of this. Okay, well, I guess we're going to wrap it up on that note then. <laughs> I'll give you a hug afterward. Okay. Off. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in to the 15-minute yeah. Love Line edition. I and hope you liked it. I mean, <laughs> if the football listeners stopped listening, Sorry we didn't say goodbye to you guys, yeah. but thanks for tuning in. Make sure... We're still super busy. Yeah, we'll be busy. But... We don't know where our next episode will come out, but once this offseason kicks into gear, we're going to be doing a division-by-division division breakdown. You know, we'll do... I think it'd be fun if we do, like, an actual... We, we go through the schedules and predict... Oh, know, boy. It's going to make me write losses. more stuff I down. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, uh, so we'll get into that soon here make sure you check out the pocket podcast network they actually they just added a new uh podcast they've added a couple actually in the last couple weeks 
The most recent one is called The Sorted Pod- Podcast. Okay. Um, and the explanation is not a Harry Potter podcast. So they don't they don't uh, uh, analyze Harry Potter, but they sort non Harry Potter things into houses that are Harry Potter. That sounds fun. It's really cool. They only they they're working on their second episode, which they said is going to be sorting uh, Pokemon characters from the anime into Harry Potter houses. Okay. So it's actually it's pretty neat. Um, I, I like it a lot. So make sure you check out that. Um, make sure you check out my friends Haley and. Kayla, inspired but tired, and uh, Topic uh, Hat, which is now on some. It is the first three more, episodes are up. More accessible streaming. So yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to say? Nada. Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless.